What's going on, good people, 76 fans out there, or basketball fans in general? This episode today, we got to get into James Harden. 76 has made a big deal around the trade deadline of bringing Harden in, and this is exactly the moment why. We'll explain right here next, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Check out prizepix.com and use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is a daily fantasy made easy. What's up, D? What's going on, Keith? Happy to be here as always, man. The playoffs upon us. We got a lot to talk about. We got to welcome in the people. Again, you're locked on 76ers, folks. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner from TheInquire.com, Sixers beat writer, Keith Pompey. Keith, oh, man. This is going to be a big one. We absolutely uh, have plenty to talk about with this team, starting with, of course, the uh, X factors and how we'll get into the rebounding and what's what's important there. But before we start, Keith, thanks for making everybody out there Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube right here. where you get to see Keith's beautiful shirt. Uh, the nice, beautiful shirt that he's wearing today. The stylish man that he is. YouTube locked on 76ers. What's up, man? Yeah. I hope they don't they I hope they can't see the wrinkles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, they get us how they get us. It's real, right? Yeah. You get appearances from people in the back when we're recording live at the arena. And now you get yeah. wrinkled shirts. It's all good. It's, it's yeah, we got to make we got to make my man like at least a weekly have a weekly appearance. <laughs> he might charge us at that point. We got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, nah, man. Listen, we, we need to start off and, and talk about when the trade deadline happened in the in the uh, in the winter February. The Sixers made a big deal, of course, moving on from Seth Curry, DeAndre. Uh, pardon me, Andre Drummond, and. Of course, Ben Simmons being in, in the deal as well with the Brooklyn Nets. They bring in James Harden, and they bring in James Harden to be a perfect running mate, if you will. And we don't know how perfect things have been over the, the time that they've been together for these last couple of months. However, what they brought him in for, Daryl Morey, Elton Brand, uh, if you want to go Doc Rivers as well, was to also uplift this team and help Joel Embiid out specifically for a moment like this, Keith. It may not always be, hey, the first round, you can just breeze through the first round. Well, that may be the case for a lot of times. Last season for the Sixers, sure, against the Washington Wizards, this is different. They have a really tough matchup against the fifth seed Toronto Raptors. They won the series for the season 3-1. And James Harden, in this series, it starts now with why they brought him in, why he is so important for this basketball team as they get ready for the start of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Keith, what do you make of it as to the Sixers, of course, bringing them in? Do you believe that this is exactly the reason, starting with this one, the reason why they brought James Harden in? Oh, definitely. I mean, they brought him in here because 
you know, to win the championship. They, they, the Sixers feel as if that, you know, they always needed a James Harden type player, not just, I mean, they settled, they didn't, they wouldn't settle for anything less. They wanted a James Harden type player. And we've, they've been talking about him for years to be a guy who can come in, who can be a secondary scorer, a guy who can close out games that can help him out and win and win championships with him. You know, you look at James, you look at everything that he did with the Houston Rockets, you know, the three scoring titles, the MVP 2018. And you look at Joel Embiid being in his prime right now. You know, right now he he won the scoring title. He's a one of the favorites to get MVP. They're looking at it like the time is now. And and this is the time that, you know, James Harden, like we said, you know, he, he, he had the hamstring problem, trying to get his lift back. He's trying to do all these other things. They rested him the last game. They rested him three games, basically because of uh, hamstring recovery. Right about now is where the time that they think that he can be more of the player or they need him to be more of the player that he was in the past. So, yeah, right now, D, is it? This is it. This is the time. This is money time for James Harden. Definitely. Absolutely is. And when you start to look at, to your point, uh, bringing him in and, and, and having him dealing with the injuries, whether it's the, the, the hamstring, as you talked about, the calf that popped up a little bit later, the tightness that he was having there, the soreness, and uh, now being in this spot. This is, but this is why you do it. You do this because Embiid, as you mentioned, is in his prime. There's a clear pathway in the East, and there are some tough teams in the East, but guess what? They're one of them. And you do this to pair him with Embiid, who is this just phenomenal player, to take some of the pressure off. Joel Embiid is going to see a lot of double teams as he has all season long, sometimes those triple teams. And when the playoffs come and the, the pace slows up, where, sure, they'll still be running because that's just the game. But the playoffs also slow down. And in the half court, you need somebody of his caliber who is able to score 25 to 30 points at any given moment where he just flat out gets hot this is why you brought him in here and going against this Toronto Raptors team that they have players who are long and athletic. They have different type of length. They're switchable uh, with uh, from Scotty Barnes to Pascal Siakam, then all the way down to Thaddeus Young coming in off the bench where they have a bunch of guys. And I, I per personally, Keith, I predict that Scotty Barnes will start off uh, on James Harden to get things going defensively. And maybe we'll get into the next segment of one of the players that we feel is uh, as important in this series. And then Fred Van Vliet will be on the next person. But this is for James Harden right here, man. The end of situation, the end of game situations that you talk about, Joel and B will always get those touches. But you also brought James Harden in here, too, to be a closer if need be because of the fact that Embiid is a big guy and it might take him a little bit longer to do certain things and where he is situated on the floor, whether it's a post-up or mid-range face-up, however they decide to design the, the, the play for that final possession, it always looks good, too, when you have that guard who can just go get it. And James Harden has been there. He has seen it. He has done it. You just talked about the individual accolades and all of that. He's also hit big shots. And they're going to need – you never know when it might call for that in this series, in this playoff, uh, depending on how far they go, when it might call for James Harden to be that player from Houston days that you speak of where he just goes back and be that type of guy that is on a roll. We'll find everybody else is on a roll. We've seen Tyrese Maxey go for eight, three, seven and a half, all of that. Maybe it's James Harden's turn. And most importantly, it starts right now 
with how we look at him and see how he helps out his team and Joel Embiid and advancing to the next round if possible. It starts now for James Harden. This is why they brought him in here. Keith, in the next segment, we got to talk about the X Factor. I know I have one. You have one as well. I know the people out there listening, 76er fans or even Raptor fans paying attention and trying to get a better sense of who the Sixers are. We need to talk about the X Factors in this series, not named Embiid and Harden, and how important they'll be for the Sixers to advance past the Raptors in this tough first-round matchup. That's coming up next right here on Locked On 76ers. Yeah, you know what? They, I think people will be happy because if I'm a betting fan, I'll be happy. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a da- daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too, right? So it's easy to use. So let's say you do it, right? You, you take two, you, you pick two to five players and an over under on the projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected number. Easy, right? Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize fix is safe and it offers fast withdrawals. Use the award winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Prize Pricks offers a variety of options, right? Now, this is one thing that I really like. Prize Picks offers any props you can think of for point scores to rebounds to even steals, right? Now, I did it last week and I had a really good time, won some money. I'm going to tell you all how much I won because I don't want people standing outside the crib. But it was one of those things where I had a lot of time. And you now, might have to pay Terrell, too, from his yeah, appearance the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey Terrell, like, hey, bro, <laughs> we don't need you to come back because I don't want to pay you. <laughs> anyway, for a limited time, Prize Pick has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. But you must use the promo code NBA. That's important, y'all. Use that promo code. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available for Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for $50 for free. If a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point, I'm telling you, do that today, people. Do it today. And then I got something else that I want y'all to do today. And you know it has to be bet online, right? So Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online where the game starts. Do it today, people. I'm telling you, do it today. And thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. Folks out there, for your next listen, check out Locked On Now podcast for nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And, hey, I mean, think about it. We got the play-in game starting tonight, two of them, one in the east, one in the west. So, again, make sure you check out 
Locked On Now podcast for your nightly recaps of what takes place in these two games tonight to determine, Keith, the seven seeds in these in these matchups. So tonight, just briefly before we get to our X Factor, tonight you have Brooklyn hosting Cleveland in Brooklyn, and then you have the Minnesota Timberwolves hosting the Los Angeles Clippers in Minnesota. That will be the second game later on tonight. I'll put you on the spot, man. Who, who you have in the East and who, who do you have in the West? Tonight, oh, come on, man. That's easy. I mean, for the East, I got Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I think yeah. Brooklyn's about to stand up tonight. Now, no, who's on the West again? Who's playing again on the West? That, the the uh, Timberwolves are hosting the Clippers. I got the Clippers, man. I mean, I you know what? I, I like the Timberwolves. I love Pat Bev. I love Carl uh, Anthony Towns. I'm a big but, Anthony Edwards guy. Yeah, I'm a big one too. But I, I just think that you know, it's like having Pat Bev is nice, but something about the Timberwolves, they just don't. They seem yeah. more like a regular season team to me. You know what I mean? Like I don't know if they can go up that level. I mean, I think they're going to be like how Charlotte was last year. You know, they go in the playoffs like, oh, my, it, the speed is different. You know yeah. what I mean? I just look at Ty Lue. I think, you know, Ty Lue is a very underrated coach. He had to go through a lot of stuff. Um, you know, I you know, I, I think it's going to be the Clippers. And I think, uh, you know, not just, I, I just think the Clippers are going to be the mess. Yeah, I, I think I tend to agree, even though they are hosting Minnesota. I, I do tend to agree that that's the case. Uh, so that would mean that Brooklyn would face Boston. And then Cleveland has to face the winner of Atlanta and Charlotte. They play tomorrow. And then uh, for the West, I'm going with – I think I'm going with the Clippers too because of Ty Lue. He'll have those guys ready to play. And Chris Finch has done a nice job with Minnesota. But uh, I think they'll win, though, in the play-in, the second part of it, where they play the loser uh, – the winner, pardon me, of the, of the other matchup, which is New Orleans and um, – oh, man – San Antonio. So I think they'll they'll advance to be the eighth seed and take on the Phoenix Suns. So yeah, should be a fun one tonight. Things getting started, and then tomorrow will be the second part of the uh, play-in as well. So should be a fun one. But uh, the X Factor, Keith, they have a lot of X factors that they need to show and prove tonight for those teams. The Sixers have an X factor that needs to be ready to go for this series. And I want to know from you. Start start from with you. I'll give mine second. Uh, where where do you go? Why will this X factor for the 76ers be key to the 76ers' success in round one? No, I mean, I, I personally, the, the person that I'm going to pick is Danny Green. Nice. Honestly, I, I think Danny Green has to be the X factor for the Sixers. And the reason why I looked at him to be key is because, you know, he's someone who, first of all, Matisse Thibel, um, well, you know, Matisse Thibel is going to be a part-time player. And Danny is going to possibly, at least initially, start off as his replacement in the starting lineup, right? I look at Danny Green and, you know, he has to find Fountain of Youth for the 76ers. He has to be that 3 and D guy. And when you look at him, even though he's older, he's the only person on the team that is a quality player on both sides of the ball. Now, again, I know he's older and I know he's been struggling a little bit you know, with being consistent, but he is the three-time champion, the only one on the team, right? You know, he's a guy right now who's 34, but he'll be 35 shortly, right? But at the same time, when the, in his first start um, since Matisse uh, was unable to play, he went six for seven on threes, 
right? He had he had five rebounds, he had four assists, and and he had um he had uh, one steal, right? The last two games he had three steals in each of the last two games. So you know I'm looking at Danny Green, you know, and in, in the second game that he had two games ago he had four threes. So I'm looking at Danny Green as long as he can be that X factor in regards to providing quality defense, being able to stick the open three-pointer that the 76ers are going to need him to do, I think that he can help propel them, you know, to win this series. Even though I have them losing this series in six games, I think that Danny Green, if he's playing at a high level, uh, he could help them pull off an upset in my book. Yeah, that's a great one, Keith. And I, I'll, I'll take it a little bit of a step further when you said initially starting from a T. Steibel. This, I, I think why, why I'll, I mean, I can sit here and explain why he needs to start from game one and go throughout the remainder of the series and stay in the starting lineup. Matisse Thibel is your starter. We get it. But if he's not available, you need to have some continuity with that starting unit and it cannot adjust from games one and two and then have to switch to three to four, come back for game five if need be. Same deal on the road for six and, of course, the seven. You need to keep that continuity going. And I believe, to your point, Danny Green needs to start uh, on Saturday. He needs to start game one, remain in the starting lineup. Matisse Thibel, since he's a part-time player, he's got to come off the bench. That's just how it has to be. He'll have his impact off the bench in this series. We'll worry about the next series when we get there, but we're not there yet. First things first, continuity is important. He made to your to what you just laid out. He may be able to knock down some, some key shots for them as well. And, man, would it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice like we saw in Toronto before the Raptors came back in that, that uh, first quarter where the Sixers were able to knock down all those shots? That would be nice if they're able to do that. And in those two games that he started prior to the last one against Detroit, that, that Toronto game and then again on uh, Saturday, the Saturday game against Indiana, he made 10 threes in those two games. So uh, that shooting will, will be will be key for this basketball team going forward. For me, uh, and, and this is an interesting one for me because I, there are a lot of ways to look at it. And I'm going with the uh, young Matisse Thibault. I mean, uh, Tyrese Maxey, sorry. No, that's all good. I understood. Yeah. Maxey, has, uh, Maxey <laughs> played in the playoffs last year against the Atlanta Hawks. He was a key piece to them winning that game six to force the game seven that they ultimately lost. That was on the road. So he was in a pressure situation already. He played double-digit minutes in the game seven, but did not have the same type of impact. Uh, defensively, maybe, you look at it and you say you give Nate McMillan credit for how he decided to defend Tyrese Maxey, but this time around, it's a different role for him. He's starting right out of the gate for the Sixers to be an important player for them in the, in this round. And if we're going to look at, for me, Scotty Barnes starting out on James Harden as a defender, we know how good he is as a young player, his length and all of that. Keith, we also got to look at Fred Van Vliet, who I don't realize, I don't know if people realize how good of a defender he is. All defensive level player for the Toronto Raptors. And that's going to be a tough one for Tyrese Maxey going against a savvy vet like that who is playoff tested, the experience that he has. And we've talked about the championship pedigree that they have. It starts with him and Siakam on the floor with Ananobi as well. And then things, of course, will trickle down. So what type of 
consistency, I guess, what we get from Tyrese Maxey. He's never afraid. He's not afraid of the moment. So I don't think I know he won't back down. It's just a matter of the production that you get from Maxey in this one against a veteran defender like Fred Van Vliet. Now he's gotten the better of a lot of good defenders. So I'm curious to see because, man, even in the game, Keith, when we were sitting there Sunday against Detroit, and it meant nothing, but he put up the 25 in 23 minutes. But when they needed him to turn it up and that speed that he was able to use against Indiana and Detroit, uh, where he just decided, you know what, as soon as I catch the ball and it touch my fingertips, I'm on the move. And that speed will be uh, critical in, in this series, even in the half court, because we saw it work. Now, those defenses are not the – the Raptors defense, but sometimes speed kills. And he certainly has that. So for me, I'm going with Tyrese Maxey to see how he handles that. And then on the other side, how he handles it defensively. If he is chasing around uh, Fred Van Vliet or Gary Trent, we saw Gary Trent give those guys a little bit of work in that last game up in, in Toronto at Scotiabank arena. So for me, man, I'm going with Tyrese Maxey. He's going to be, he's going to be a big, big factor in this series, both offensively and defensively. Will it be positive or negative? I'll lean more positive, and I still have the Sixers winning in seven. So Tyrese Maxey is mine. Okay. One thing about Tyrese, you get, you get, we do know that um, they're going to pick on him on the defensive end too. Yes, they like, they're going to pick on him. I mean, especially on those switches. You know, the one thing that he has to correct, if you notice, there's a couple times on switches where he didn't know. Well, should I? stay with my guy or should I go with the other guy? And in that instant, the whoever he didn't go to buried the shot. You know what I mean? Got the ball and buried the shot. So, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, I, I think that he just has to clean up and, you know, that hopefully for him and for the 76ers that there's something that they'll be able to clean up this week with better communication. They, they absolutely have to communicate, especially on the floor. If it's loud, you know, you, you got to hear that stuff, man, because to your, to what you just said, any any shot, any big shot right there could be the shot that that buries them for uh, a big possession, a run, whatever it might be. So he's going to be important. Key, uh, another key thing for this one will be the rebounding. Why rebounding is super important for the 76ers, not just the defense. I mean, not just the defensive rebounding. They also have to get on the offensive glass and keep, as we mentioned, defensive rebounding keep the Raptors off we'll tell you why that's important how it's hurt them in the past we'll do that next right here on locked on 76ers but first I have to tell you about rock auto it's a great place have you ever experienced some issues with your vehicle and you've had a hard time finding parts well listen you can save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 to 50 to 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or dealership you know how they get you as an example, you figure a Honda Odyssey, a fuel pump, is anywhere from $353 on up. Well, from the chain store, well, if you look at Rock Auto and you check them out, I'll tell you it's much, much lower at $216. Do yourself a favor and check it out. Family, uh, business, serving do-it-yourselfers, and we know plenty of people who do this stuff yourself for 20 years. They have everything you can need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. When the winter and the snow and all the rain and all that, you know, Keith, I had to decide to go to Rock Auto because the mats were just too dirty. So I, I went to Rock Auto, took care of that, got it done, and my car is all good. So I encourage people out there to discover your own 
uh, needs there. If you if you know what it is, go check out Rock Auto. Once again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. And uh, right locked on in there, how did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. All right, welcome back. Keith, rebounding. It's been an issue. It has been an issue. In the three losses that the Sixers have in no particular order against the Raptors this season, on the offensive glass, the Raptors have games of 20, 16, and 12 offensive rebounds against the 76ers. That cannot happen in this series or they will lose. Why did they have such a big problem on the defensive glass and allowing those offensive rebounds and those second chance opportunities for the Raptors this season? You know, this is something that a lot of people don't really want to hear, to be honest with you. I think the fact that they lost Ben Simmons, um, who was one thousand percent, you know, who who was always a a mismatch, so to speak, you know, against people because of his height. I think that hurt him a lot. And, and, you know, I know Andre Drummond was here earlier and he was a, you know, one of the, he probably would have led the league in rebound if he was a starter all season. Right. So, you know, you, 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 you had the Ben Simmons impact and you lose Drummond. And even with Drummond, since he was started was bad. You just have a small lineup. I mean, you look at Tobias Harris, he's a power forward, but he spends a lot of his time in the perimeter. Right. And even as a power forward, He's a little bit undersized. He's listed as 6'9". He might be 6'7 and a half. George Niang, 6'7", but he's more of a stretch big, right? So outside of Joel Embiid, you have to ask yourself, like, who do they have? I mean, James Harden might be one of the better rebounders, or not might be, he is one of the better rebounders on the team. So that's part of the reason why when your Sixers go up against a team like uh, the Toronto Raptors, who throw out all these interchangeable 6'10 guys. And they just basically are too big, and they're able to get all the rebounds. And the Sixers, if they don't get a shot, um, their second chance points are just basically uh, squandered or, or, or they don't have a lot of second chance opportunities because they're just not a big enough team. And to me, that's the problem right there. Well, listen, man, uh, Listen, I'm no, I'm no professional. Uh, uh, I still love to play. And you learn early on, Keith, as you know, defense and, and rebounding is a lot of effort and want to. And the, def- and the principles of what you're supposed to do, boxing out, putting, your, you know, putting a body on your man to make sure that you don't, you don't allow them to get that rebound. And what we've seen a lot of times on these offensive rebounds is they wanted it more in these matchups where they've gotten the basketball. So... They have to get down to their 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 principles of what they're supposed to do, the fundamentals of rebounding, and it has to start there with the with the want to as well. So uh, you just got to do that. And for me, and look, you give the, all the credit to Toronto because they got it done twenty sixteen and twelve in those games where they were able to get those have those rebounding advantage and give up those second chance opportunities. But Keith, man, those things destroy you. And it, 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 it can, it, it, and I think I said this already before in the uh, episode before, it's deflating when you work hard and you, 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 you try to make sure you keep these guys off the glass and 
Next thing you know, it's the second one. It's the third offensive rebound. And on the same possession, you're down on this end of the floor for real time uh, of about a minute, some change, but it seems so much longer because you're giving up all these second chances. And then they get the points, and it's a big three. It's a dagger. The crowd is all into it now. And, you know, it's it's one of those deals, man, where they have to put a body on someone. Tobias Harris, I'll give him credit, even with his 6'9 frame that you might list him at 6'7 and a half. He has been a really good rebounder in the past whenever Simmons and Embiid have been out of the lineup. And for the year, he averages about seven, seven and a half, close to eight, a, a, a contest. He has to be that guy. Sometimes, yeah, box out on the perimeter and crash that glass hard. So also, you just have to leave your guy and go attack the glass from time to time and see, trust you know where the flight of the ball is coming off of the rim and secure that board and not go up soft. Not saying that Tobias does or Harden or Embiid or anybody. I'm just saying you got to go up there and you got to be a maniac to get that basketball so you can now maybe have that transition opportunity in the open floor and put some pressure on them defensively and try to get some easy buckets because we know that the buckets they're not easy to, to, to come by in the in the playoffs. However, you can get it. If you can get it, you got to go out there and secure uh, a chance to get some transition opportunities and win in that category as well. So the offensive rebounding and rebounding in general that's going to be important, man. You got to keep the Raptors off the glass in this series, or else you're going to pay for it because they get after it. They really do. And you talk about interchangeable, again, all of them, from Siakam to Boucher, Barnes, Thaddeus Young. You'll see Fred Van Vliet stick his nose in there. OG Ananobi is on the floor. He's going to do the same. Kim Birch, he's out there for defense and rebounding purposes only, right? So you got to do that. Precious Achua, they have a lot of those players. Put a body on somebody and don't allow for those second-chance opportunities, Keith. That's – um. That that's it for me on that one. That, that's that's important. They got to rebound much better in this series, or it will hurt them. I agree, one hundred percent, man. One hundred. Well, listen, man. I gotta thank you and thank everybody for making Locked On Seventy Sixers your first listen every day. For our next one, dive a little bit deeper into it. Maybe we'll get into a little coaching matchup with uh, Nick Nurse and and Doc Rivers, and how important these two gentlemen will be in this series. We know what follows Doc Rivers for his career. Uh, as far as the head coach and 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 his sometimes his you know his failures his his shortcomings in the postseason he's had success, but everybody seems to point out the ones that he's lost. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well on our next episode. But after you listen to us, you got to make sure you make your second listen. Locked on NBA, locked on experts. They cover the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. One of the big stories out there, Doc Rivers' name is involved in it. That's interesting, too. But listen, man, we'll get into all of that on the next episode. Keith, thanks so much, man. Always great to catch up with you. Hey, man, thanks for having me on again as the co-host. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. But, nah, yeah, it's always good. It's always good. We're going to have fun tomorrow, y'all. We're going to really break it down, um, say some things. It's going to be good. I, I, I'm just telling you, I just can't wait to this series to start, dude. I know, like, a whole week. A whole I, I week. This is like the NFL type of stuff, you know. And Yeah. And think about, think started, about it. Man. Before the play-in tournament, the season would end Wednesday or Thursday, and then when we get the playoffs started, Saturday or Sunday. Now we have to wait a whole week because of this play-in. 
He's like, I don't like to play in, dude, because of that. Because it's like, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I know we're trying to end the podcast, but Let's it's, keep just, going. It's, it's my thing. Look, dude, it's like it's a made-for-TV event. I get it. I understand it wholeheartedly. But how in the world do you know when the first, like, you know when the first game is going to be, but we don't have the schedule for the second game yeah. or the third and fourth game yet just because we got to wait for the play-in games, right? Now, here's the deal. For a family that wants to go to Toronto, so basically in the past, what have what would have happened is, let's just say they would be able to purchase that ticket, they would be able to purchase that the, uh, the, the flight and all this other stuff, and they would know. Now they're like, okay, well, do I do it now or do I wait until we figure it out? By the time they figure out, the prices are going to be up. Now I get it. I understand it's all about making that TV money. But why couldn't they just played all the first round games today and then had the other ones on Wednesday, probably, and then start the playoffs on Friday? Because yeah. at least it would have sped it up. But right now it just seems like made for TV. And I'll be quite honest with you, you know, last year there was some games that I watched and I turned it off. It just wasn't exciting to me. It just wasn't. Yeah. It was and, exciting and, in the bubble. Right. But it wasn't exciting to me last year. So Yeah. And especially when you got a team that's uh, only has 30 wins, like 35 wins, I think it was. Like looking at New Orleans, no disrespect. Great job by Willie Green turning that thing around the way that he does to even get them in this conversation. That has to feel good for them going into next season. But to your point, yeah, man, I don't – I watch it because I'm interested. I'm a basketball fan. It's, it's the only thing that we're going to be able to check out. Of course, locally we can watch the baseball team too. But, you know, it's just one of those things, man, where, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't want to wait a whole week before we get to the start of the playoffs. We're accustomed to having the schedule. As soon as the season ends, we'll get it around by midnight, I guess. And we know what we're doing. We know what we're dealing with. But here we are. You got to wait for uh, these games. And, you know, they got to drag out the intrigue. So, no, you can't have all four games on one day. You got to split them up. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, let's keep it 100. <laughs> one team's going to lose tomorrow. And then they're going to be like, yo, uh, or no, or like, yeah, one team's going to lose tomorrow. And they're going to be like, dog. Uh, or, well, if you lose tomorrow, you're out. But the team that I'm talking about, like, there's going to be a, a squad that's going to lose and be like, forget it, man. I, I don't even feel like playing again. Or if one team lose tonight, like, you know what I mean? It's going to be the one thing, like, dog, like, the, like, we know we're not going to win in the playoffs. So, like, all right, like, one, two, three, Cancun. Kind of like last year with the, uh, like, um, who was it? The Charlotte Hornets. Like, yo, they didn't have a chance, man. It was yeah. like, you're like, yo, why are they on here embarrassing them on national TV? Like, you know, I thought they looked so bad. I thought the coach was going to get fired, man. <laughs> like, because it was like, you know, they was playing in preseason mode and it was like the playing game. So, you know, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I I just don't know. But, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it should, it should be interesting tonight and tomorrow with the play in. And we just have to wait until Saturday before it starts for us here in philadelphia keith thanks man appreciate it we'll catch up tomorrow all right thank y'all for listening and have a great day peace